everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Camper Football Show, episode 56. Matt Nicoletti joining me today, as always, is Michael Georgeski. Michael, how's it going today? Yeah, good. Thanks, Matt. Some very good action over the course of this past weekend that I'm sure we're going to talk plenty about in this upcoming episode. Some, some really good football on display and some cracking goals. I would say we've seen some goal of the year contenders already, and some might even rule it out for certain goals. Um, so we'll get straight in. What do we have to begin with in MPL? Yeah, first up in MPL, we had Belconnen United. They picked up a big, big victory for themselves over West Canberra Wanderers in this one. 2-1 uh, to Belco. Uh, goals through Max Green and Riley Brown in the first half. And a goal from Geno Ceruti uh, in the opening seven minutes uh, in this one. It's important to note straight off the bat that Belconnen had two disallowed goals in this contest. However, they were obviously still able to come away uh, with the victory in this one. I think what makes it a little bit better for Belconnen is they were able to do it coming from behind as well because we've seen them go down on quite a few occasions this season and not come away with any points. But regardless of the opponent that they had in front of them, in this one, it just happened to be West Canberra. They were still able to overcome that and get the three points from a losing position to start this game. And obviously the elephant in the room is, you know, West Canberra remain winless through nine rounds uh, this season. As you know, I'm sure there'll be some questions raised, you know, if they can sort of turn this around because we've said this for weeks now in terms of, you know, well, this weekend could be the time that they turn it around. Well, it might be this weekend and, and it sort of just gets dragged along week after week when we definitely know they have the quality to to get victories. Uh, we've seen that obviously in their famous Australia Cup run where they almost defeated Monaro, Matt, and they've, they've just got to translate some of that form into the, into the league and it's just something that they're struggling with at the moment. And, you know, in terms of the game, you know, they got the start that they would have hoped for from Saruti inside the first 10 minutes of play, you know, but like I mentioned at the top, Matt, they just weren't able to hold on to that lead and they're still seeking their first win of the season. So we'll see in due time if they're able to turn it around from that perspective. And for Belconnen, they'll feel a lot safer, you know, being away from that relegation conversation, especially now as we head into the second part of the season where I'm sure that's going to be more of a topic of conversation amongst, you know, the clubs outside the top four. So getting the three points in this game is huge for them. And I'm sure Michael Zukoski, the coach, will be happy, not only with that sort of scenario, but also with the performance, you know, his team were able to put together for the 90 minutes of play. And hopefully that's something that they can use as a springboard to get themselves some more wins and, you know, who knows, get them closer to that top four if they're able to, you know, keep putting, if they if they manage to actually put some victories uh, together because you, you never know what can happen in this competition is certainly around the positions in and around the top four, Matt. Well, they're only, Belka are only two points off the top four now with that, with that victory. Yeah. So it's absolutely huge for them. Um, in terms of West Canberra, uh, like you said, you don't, you don't want to write them off because it's still such a long season um, and they still have a match in hand uh, So against O'Connor, but that's not for a mu- another month. So that could always, you know, um, play on their mind. Maybe if it came up this week, you know, it'd be a little different, but that's not for another month, that match in hand against O'Connor. 
but like you said, you don't want to count them off just yet. But if they don't win that match in hand and it's still eight points, the difference, um, it might be a little bit difficult. But anything can happen in this long season. Uh, but in saying that, though, uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't cap off um, a great week in terms of results anyway, considering the uh, FA Cup literally just losing in the, well, sorry, equalizing uh, in the last second Um conceding, sorry, against Manara in the last second. So a difficult pill to swallow, I would say, the last couple of weeks, even though their performances have been pretty good. But credit to Belko. They really needed this win in terms of, um, like you said, sort of trying to push away from West Canberra. And like, even though O'Connor still have a match in hand, they're only two points off that top four. Um, and that's not another month. So let's see what can happen. That will give them heaps of confidence heading into the next uh, couple of weeks. So uh, like we said, after that Belko win against O'Connor, Let's see if they can capitalize on this victory and try and make it, you know, back-to-back victories because that will do even more of a world of confidence for them. And um, yeah, and you mentioned those two, um, those two goals. I would just allow one of them was Max Green again, and he scored also. So he's been in absolute terrific form, hasn't he? Since he has come back from that trial in Spain. All right, let's move on to a match I called with Russ on the weekend. One-one between O'Connor Knights and Canberra Olympic. Before we start, Michael, which name do you prefer, the Battle for O'Connor or the Barbecue Derby? Because I share the barbecue there. Have you heard this one? Yeah, I, to be honest, I'm a fan of the, of the latter name, to be honest, the Barbecue Derby, because, you know, it, it circles around food so we, and we all love our food. So I, I'm going to say Barbecue Derby on this one. Let's go with that moving but forward. Did you see Russ's um, Olympic Tower they, they did for him? Essentially yes, every meat I did say that. I saw that on Facebook. That looked elite, didn't it? So literally everything they could put on a barbecue, they put in that in that in that burger <laughs> for us. That was just before I got there. So you showed me the picture. Um, yep. But no, interesting. But what I since it's the battle for the barbecue, they already share the barbecue. So who has the rights to the barbecue since it was a draw? Like, is it just is it just it's still shared barbecue? Or I don't. Yeah, but that's that that that's that's the only thing. What well, what is the concept of the <laughs> battle for the barbecue once it's a draw? But uh, all all poor poor jokes aside, uh, this match all square, like we said in whatever you want to call the derby, literally the epitome of a close game. I would say uh, to begin with, Olympia probably arguably had a little more possession. Um, O'Connor were they you know they they didn't mind that they pressed the, uh, they pressed Olympic they tried to hit on the counter. O'Connor opened the scoring uh, through a brilliant piece of team play. Um, when we talk about goals of the year, if you want to talk about plays, like in terms of the play to get to the goal, this has to be, for me, this has to be up there. Um, Nico Krezic put in a terrific ball, used the choppy pitch to its advantage in the way it sort of curled along to um, uh, the next player. And then there was a one-two with Michael Adams and that eventually um, ended up all the way back to Krezic who put the ball in the back of the net, um, if you haven't seen this goal, go watch it. Fantastic piece of team play. Um, Olympic replied, though, with um, immediately through Alan James, did a little neat one-two with the Heggy. Uh, Steinacker was essentially man-marking Heggy, and Heggy once again smartly using his positioning, pulling back off. He knew when to drop. He knew when to um, move into space and put Steinacker off guard there, and uh, one-two with Alan James and he puts it in the back of the net. Um, that sort of caps off what I thought he was one of the Olympics best players on the day. Alan James has had once again, another great season and he was um, one of their best players in this game. Um, yeah. But overall in the second half, 
both sides sort of cancelled each other out. They both had chances, but it was so even. But uh, Both shared possession, both had their chances. Uh, this is the epitome of a very close game. And uh, this is one of those ones where I don't think many people can argue that uh, a draw was the right result uh, because it, would, it was just so close um, between these two. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one? Oh, I think quickly, you know, it's, you know, quickly becoming one of those games that you circle around the calendar in the MPL season anyway, when you consider derbies. And it, it was a great spectacle, a very close game, like you said, few and far between both teams. And, you know, you wouldn't, obviously be surprised that this one was to end up in a draw considering where both teams are at at this current moment in time. And our next match uh, is Tigers FC up against Canberra Croatia in this one. 1-1, the spoils were shared in this one, Matt. Nick Popovich struck for Tigers in the second half and Ryan Keir opened the scoring in the first half for Canberra Croatia in this one. I think it's important to note that the goal for Tigers from Popovich came when Gerbisher was in the sin bin for 10 minutes. So I think that came at an absolutely crucial time for Tigers to grab their equaliser and obviously get themselves back into the game because you know when you're in that position, if you have one of the opposition players being sent off to the sin bin, you obviously have a man advantage and that's when you really see a time to obviously utilise that advantage that you have being a man up and that's exactly what Tigers were able to do. And an absolutely crucial goal for them at, at that point of the game in terms of what it means for them going forward. But Canberra Croatia stuck through Keir in the in the first three minutes of play, and you thought that you know Tigers would be in some sort of serious trouble having conceded that early and sort of the recent struggles that they've been enduring uh, this season. You know, however, like I mentioned, you know they managed to get themselves back into the game. And they didn't obviously let that lead build for Canberra Croatia, having having them scored early. And, you know, Popovich managed to produce a goal at such a vital time. And, you know, they get an important point from that. But I think it's huge because, you know, are we talking about this if Gerbershaw stayed on the field? And we, we all know how important he is in the back line for Canberra Croatia and how great of a defender he is. But, you know, in football, these things can happen and you have to deal with what's in front of you. And that's what was being dealt in front of Tigers. And they took full, uh, they, they capitalized on their opportunity in that regard, a, a huge point uh, for them moving forward uh, at this sort of second part of the season that we're now into. Any quick thoughts, Matt, before we sort of move on to our next and last match of the MPL round? Uh, Daniel Barish did get a red card as well in this one. So that'll mean they're without um, their, yeah, of course. Yes. their striker next week uh, against Monaro, which will be another big clash. I guess what's important for Croatia is, is that uh, Monaro and Gangalan end up as a draw, which means that there's no points difference at the top of the table and they're the top three um, at the moment. So that is important for them as well. Um so it's it, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, from what I saw, Croatia had their chances in the first half, um, didn't bury them. But credit to Tigers. We, we've mentioned before, like you mentioned, we've mentioned how they haven't had the best of um, form heading into this one. Uh, but even though it looked like Croatia had majority of the chances that first half, they were able to fight back and take advantage and beat what's in as and, you know, capitalise what's in front of you, uh, should I say. So... 
credit to Tigers. Um, in terms of that on the ladder, in terms of Tigers, uh, like we said, there's no real change. They're still just outside the top four by one point. Um, so like we said, it was important for them to at least get a point, uh, despite the poor form, only being one point off the uh, top four. Uh, we're still yet to see the best from the Tigers and they're still within touching distance. So uh, I think, yeah, a draw is important for them um, in terms of Croatia. We mentioned it was important for them as well. So it's one of those weeks where you have three or four, three draws out of four and um, they're all important points uh, in that regard. Next up, we have Monaro Panthers, Bengali United. I think we have some goal of the year contenders here, Michael. We'll get that into that very shortly, though. Um, the goals are from Calabria and Kishra in terms of Monaro, then in Gengala. In terms of Gengala, it was Will Roberts and it was Nick Dahl. Um, really good match here between these two sides, obviously both in the top four, second and third. So a lot um, had to give here. Russ threw out an interesting stat at the start of the game uh, when I was watching on, on, on commentary and he said uh, Monaro haven't won in something like nine attempts or something at home against Gengala. Um, so it was very close to, uh, being that sort of start again until Kishta hit, uh, very late on, but we'll get into that. Uh, like, uh, like we said, Monaro have had to fight back twice into this one. So once again, we're seeing sort of, uh, we've seen this a couple of times now from Monaro, uh, especially at home. Like we saw it in the FA cup against Olympic. We saw it against West Canberra Wanderers at home, uh, where they got a penalty right near the end. Uh, so we're, we're. We've seen this quite a few, and now, now, so we've seen this quite a few times from uh, from Manara in that regard. Uh, so you know, it's important to sort of dig down deep um, when things aren't exactly going your way in that regard. Uh, Will Roberts opened that scoring with a great header. It looked like Gungalan probably had um, the majority of the chances and probably had the tip of play in that first half, um, from what I saw anyway. And yeah, they made a count with that with that goal. Um, Nick Dahl's Nick Dahl's goal was a response to Calabria's goal. And what about you, Michael? Is that your goal of the year so far, or it got to be up there? What an absolute killer of a strike it, from Dahl! It was a phenomenal strike from outside the box. It's something that you don't obviously see very often, but I mean, he sort of just took the ball in his stride and just let it rip and it found its way to the top corner. It was an absolutely sensational strike uh, from Nick Dahl. And obviously that comes against one of his former clubs as well. So it sort of just rubs a bit of salt in the wounds there, but a great goal. It was absolutely fantastic and definitely up there for goal of the season. And just before that, uh, I guess what I was impressive with the Dahl goal as well, it just came straight after Calabria scored, yes. right? And Calabria's yep. goal was probably more more of a bullet it was i wouldn't say straight to the keeper but it was obviously above him but it, it didn't just, look like it was yeah. moving it was just boom it was such a bullet it didn't really give quid much time really to to yeah. um to react to that one uh because it was just such a bullet from calabria there but um like we said a good response from gungal and minara able to hit late uh with kishta having a free kick uh it did take a deflection so you can say it's maybe a little fortunate there in terms of uh, that that goal being the equaliser. But, you know, Monaro did sort of fight back, you know, sort of twice in this game. And considering how well I saw Gungalan, you know, sort of take possession and take um, chances in that first game, um, it's important, you know, when you're behind to sort of make those comebacks. So 
all in all, it's uh, it's level. Um, whether that's a fair result, um, you know, it's up to anyone's interpretation because they both had their chances. They both had their spells of play between the first and the second half. So we'll leave that one up in the air in terms of whether it, that was the correct result or not, but that's the result it was. So, and like we said, it doesn't really move anything in terms of points at the top of the table. So let's see what happens next week, because I think we're going to see some important results um, yeah. next week that we were very close to seeing this week. So mm-hmm. we might see um, the interpretations of those results coming out next week. I mean, it was just a cracking game. I think it was pretty much what people would have thought heading into that game was going to sort of eventuate and be because obviously you've got two teams there inside the top four that are coming up against each other. And you mentioned the stat of Manara not being able to defeat Gongalan at home in, you know, nine attempts. And, well, that would be 10 now after the draw, right, right Matt? So It was something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, similar yeah. Yeah. yeah, so obviously a lot riding on Monaro's shoulders from that perspective to try and get over that hump, but they just weren't able to to do it. But regardless, they rescued a point and it, it was a phenomenal game. Some great goals like we already dissected and may that sort of continue going forward into the season, especially you know when you consider that these two teams could face each other in, in finals football, most definitely. So for round 10, we'll, we'll kick things off with West Canberra Wanderers up against Canberra Olympic, Saturday, 18th of June, 2.15pm at Melrose Synthetic there in Woden. I'm going to go for a Canberra Olympic away victory in this one, Matt. I think they'll take a lot of confidence out of that barbecue derby that they had against uh, O'Connor Knights uh, in the last round. They've got some great talent. Uh, like you said, Iheggy's been phenomenal up front. You've got, you got Alan James playing really well. And... They've got such an array of, you know, experienced players, but they've got some really great youngsters there as well at Olympic, much like uh, West Canberra Wanderers do uh, as well. So it definitely will be a close game, but I'm edging towards Canberra Olympic uh, to get a win in this one. Um, Look, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw with this one. I mean, maybe on the uh, synthetic, Wanderers have a bit of the edge playing on it all the time. And like we said, we're bound to see a bounce back in that time. And the one time we have seen a bounce back there in terms of the league anyway, not in ter- terms of the cup, it came at home um, on the synthetic. So I'm going to go for a draw here, but this is one of those games that can, you know, throw it up in the air um, regardless. So let's see how this one goes. Next up, we have O'Connor Knights up against Tigers FC, Saturday, June 18th, 3 p.m. at O'Connor Enclosed. This one will be an absolute cracker like it was the first time when these two teams met earlier in the season, Matt. I'm expecting a lot of good football to be played on on both sides. You know, they, both teams obviously have great quality. I'm going to go for an O'Connor Knights win in this one, Matt. I, I do think that Tigers getting that point against Canberra Croatia will do them a world of confidence in terms of moving forward to get them out of their recent struggles like I had mentioned earlier, but I see O'Connor sort of taking a lot of confidence in the performances that they've been able to display over the last sort of few weeks. And I know that they weren't able to get the victory against Canberra Olympic, but I I do expect them to get a win uh, in this one uh, at home. It should be a great spectacle. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go with an O'Connor victory here. It'll be a close one. Uh, I just sort of remember, go back to that first game that they had against each other and O'Connor. 
sort of felt hard done by by that game in terms of decisions going their way and that mm. sort of thing. So they're going to be raring to go um, in that matchup. It's going to be a very close game. It's going to be a feisty game and it's definitely going to be um, one to watch. Uh, I think O'Connell just clinched it though. But like you said, um, that draw for Tigers is quite important and maybe it could be um, a catalyst for them to get some uh, good form going. Absolutely. Next up, we have Monaro Panthers up against Canberra Croatia. And another cracking game, Matt. This one will be played Saturday, June 18th, 5.45 p.m. at Riverside Stadium. So that kickoff time that they normally get in Queanbeyan for Monaro at home games, that should be an absolute cracker. So if you're going to go watch those either one of those earlier games that we just talked about, you can have enough time to sort of get your way up to Queanbeyan to watch this one because it's going to be a great game. I'm going to go for a draw in this one, Matt. I'm going straight down the middle. I think just given how both teams are playing currently, obviously Monaro on the back of their recent triumphs in the Australian Cup uh, qualifiers. And then you've got Canberra Croatia, who are obviously riding top of the table. It'll be an absolute spectacle. So I'm expecting a very close game. And I don't think there's going to be a lot between you know, any huge differences between these two teams just because of how evenly matched I think both teams are currently at the moment. So I'm going to go for a draw. I just copy and paste what I said about Gungal and the Monaro last week for this game here. Um, it's yeah. always close between these two sides. Hey, it's hard to split. I'm just going to go down the middle. And we saw a draw earlier this year uh, between these two. Maybe it was a nil-nil. I'm just trying mm. to think, was it a nil-nil draw? I think it was the only nil-nil draw we've had this year. Regardless, yeah. it was a draw. Yeah. Um, and I keep saying to Russ every week, I'm like, Russ, you're bound because he go he keeps talking about the how many goals they've had recently. I'm like, Russ, you're bound for a nil-nil eventually, right? Um, yeah. Just to just to sort of stir him up, and he's like, no, no, you know, just a, a live on air. But um, if I'm not mistaken, this was a nil-nil last time. I could be wrong, but uh, uh, I'm not saying it will be a nil-nil again. But I do think it'll be a draw, and it'll be a very close game because it's just like the Gangala Monaro one. There's not much to split between these uh, two sides. So I'm going to say a draw. Definitely not. And I can't blame you for going for a draw because obviously I chose a draw as well. And lastly, we have Gungahlin United versus Belconnen United Sunday, June 19th, 3 p.m. at AIS Grassfield 2. So this one will be the Sunday kickoff for round 10 fixtures this upcoming weekend. I'm going to go for a Gungahlin United victory in this one, Matt. I think they've been in great form. Despite, you know, obviously the draw that they had against Monaro, which was a great game, by the way, that we've already talked about that. They're they're in great form, Gungahlin United, and I expect that to continue, even though Belconnen United obviously got a great victory against West Canberra Wanderers. And we mentioned as well that they're only two points away from the top four. So, you know, even if Belconnen United come into this one and get a win, that's huge for them in, in terms of their top four. You know that by the by the weekends, and they might even end up in the top four if they, if they're able to get a victory. So a lot riding for Belconnen United as well. But I am going to stick with the team that's in more form at the moment and go with uh, Gungalan. Yeah, I'll do the same. It's not to take anything away from Belco though. All you need to do is look at Gungalan's bench on the weekend. He had the likes of Michael John, uh, Bernabeu Madrid, uh, their new signing Nico Abbott. Uh, so and that was just on the bench. And then obviously all their starters of in great form as well, Roberts, Mickle, and all these players. So you're, they've got such a stacked lineup. Um, they're in great form. 
just before the draw, they were on what was it, three three wins in a row, was it? Yep. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm going to say Ningalan, but that's not taking anything away from Belco. Um, if they put in the performance they have, uh, they did against West Canberra, uh, I'm sure they might be able to uh, might be, might, might be able to get a result out of this game. But um, let's wait and see. I'll go with the Ningalan win for this one. And now to our MPLW segment, let's start with the match that was over at Hawker on Friday night, prime time, 7.45. Tuggeron United against Canberra Olympic. Olympic fresh off their first ever Federation Cup women's title. So congratulations to them once again. And the star of the show was also the woman of the match um, for that Federation Cup final, Tiana Miro, she bagged a hat-trick in this one. Michaela Thornton got a goal, Gurney got a goal, and McAvoy own goal as well. Um, in terms of Olympic, uh, some of these goals uh, were really good as always. Um, one goal that really stood out to me, I thought, was Olivia Gurney's goal. Mm. I thought that was an absolute cracking goal. Uh, some of the other goals had some great team play, some great balls over the top, some great team combinations, one twos. I think two of Mira's goals, her last one, especially I thought was a really good ball and some really good team up play as well. Um, Thornton's goal. Once again, that uh, menacing drive from, from essentially the side of the pitch to come all the way um, across goals and hit it to the far post. There were some really good team goals there and really good backup from the, from their win. There was no sort of, you know, not no sort of slow to get out of the gates sort of thing after such a big match and such a big high last week. They were immediately on the ground running because like we said, uh, I think you, Russ, and I said in the previews last week on the show, mm-hmm. um, they're still two points behind uh, Croatia. So uh, I don't think there's any doubt they were going to try and hit the ground running at the very least. Um, but to come out with a 6-0 victory against the Tuggerong side as well, that has uh, been improving. We've seen some really good performances and they did have their moments in this game as well. But um, I guess in terms of Tuggeron, when you're up against uh, an inform Olympic, an Olympic that is raring to go, an Olympic that is chasing, um, it's going to be very hard to uh, try and avoid uh, their wrath uh, per se. But we all know Tuggeron's doing a good job and they're going to take what they can out of this one and um, move it um, to the next one. Yeah, next up we have Canberra, Croatia, who were on the travels uh, in the, this week against Wagga City Wanderers, the home side, and Canberra Croatia, the table toppers. They managed to get a 6-1 victory in this one, Matt. Um, a great performance uh, from them, as we're so accustomed to saying on this show week after week. And, you know, they, they kept their place, obviously, at the top of the table, and they keep their unbeaten start through nine games of the season. So kudos to Canberra Croatia for this form that they've been able to display so far i mean it's nothing too shocking but i mean to stay unbeaten is obviously a very hard thing to do in any competition so they've been in some great form and on the flip side of that though i think Wagga can be proud of themselves with the amount of obviously young talent that they have coming through the ranks at that club and obviously matt when we had sam gray on a few weeks back uh, for one of our episodes he talked about that in terms of the young girls that are sort of coming through at Wagga and getting that sort of first grade experience at a really young age and you know, they can look at the positives and they were obviously able to get on the score sheet, you know, against the defending champions. So it's just one step forward in the right direction for this Wagga team. And, you know, I I think we'll see a lot more positive aspects of their play 
against whoever it is over the next couple of weeks and going into the end of the season. They've just got to keep putting that effort forward and they're building towards something, you know, similar to what Togonong United is doing under Paula Romero. So they've just got to keep on going in that regard. And, you know, Canberra-Croatia in this match, they managed to do what they always do, Matt. And, you know, that's play good attacking football and, you know, they, they can hurt you through, you know, numerous players who obviously have the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. That's what makes them the, you know, the strongest team in this competition. That's why they're the defending champions as well. You know, they've just got an array of talent uh, throughout that squad. So a, a great win for Canberra-Croatia. It keeps them top. And, you know, we'll see what the... We'll see what the table looks like at the end of the season, but you can certainly expect Canberra-Croatia to be in and around, you know, if not top of the table heading into finals. Yeah, once again, very good victory from uh, Croatia. Um, a few of the goals, Berkeley, I remember, had a good goal. Um, Bernie had a goal. The, the strike was an absolute um, bolter as well. Some really good team players always to get to there. Looked pretty windy as well. Um, very windy, actually, it, it seemed. Mm. And I know it's been windy here, but to be fair, luckily this weekend it wasn't, as windy as we saw midweek um, here in the capital. Um, and like you mentioned about Wagga, I remember Sam Gray when he was on the show not long ago and he talked about how one of their goals, they sort of um, took advantage of an opportunity uh, at the back and they pounced mm-hmm. on it. And I think that's something similar to what we saw this goal here. It was well taken, took advantage of a, of a slip up at the back from Croatia and immediately pressed and um, made it count. So like you said, there's some good things there for Wagga and they'll, keep pushing forward in that regard. Uh, next up, we had Bengal United against Belcon United. And um, from what I've seen, they must, I think they've redone because, you know, obviously at Bengal and Geo, one of the multi-sport things, yep. it's another debate for another time. Uh, yes. <laughs> so they've sort of moved the pitch instead of being two fields, they sort of moved the pitch more to the middle to sort mm-hmm. of, they, they must have done an inspection and thought yeah. if we move to the middle, we'll have less, or at least for this game anyway, they'll have less yeah. patches and whatnot. That's just a little side note for the game there. But uh, so sort of new pitch per se, um, modified yeah. pitch uh, for this game between Belco and Gungarland. Uh Huge win for Belco. Like we've mentioned, uh, they were sitting fourth and, uh, sorry, they were sitting fourth, three points behind West Canberra, if I'm not mistaken. They are only... Uh, they should only be one point now behind uh, West Canberra after West Canberra did get that draw. So it was an important victory for them and, or maybe two points anyway, I'll cut that bit out. Uh, yeah, so important victory for them. It keeps them in touch with West Canberra who got the draw. Uh, it keeps them, you know, in that top four race. Uh, the 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 gap between fourth and fifth is still a little bit now, but uh, Belco sort of solidifying themselves here. Uh, also important, obviously, after that um, loss, uh, mid, not, sorry, not midweek, last week against Canberra Olympic, but we talked about how well they did to sort of get themselves back in that game. It's still a young team. Conlon's got a good uh, job going there, and they're able to get this victory against um, uh, Gungarland, who's a team. It's not easy to you know play a team that's still trying to find themselves as well. Uh, Gungarland have had positive moments, but they haven't had they haven't hit the ground running like they did the last couple of years, so they're still trying to find themselves. So it's always difficult to you know, find a team that are trying to emerge as well um, and get under their best form. So well done there. And Talia Backhouse's header into the far corner. What can you say about that one, Michael? That, uh, you know, great corner or great throwing. I forgot which one it was now that I think about it. Uh, but I definitely remember the header and that was, 
she got some great height on the jump and what a connection. Great goal there. Um, in terms of Gungarland, though, um, you know, they had their moments in this matchup. It was, you know, a good effort from them. And like we mentioned, they're still trying to find their way. And I'm sure once they do, uh, they've still got the players they'll put in. I'm sure they'll end up putting some form together soon in terms of consecutive results. But well done to Belco. Uh, much needed win and they're closer to West Canberra now. That's right, Matt. Uh, a great win for Belcon United, a narrow victory. And like you said, that header from Talia Backhouse was typical of what a striker produces, uh, especially when it comes to headed goals. It was just exactly what you'd expect from a from a striker like herself. So it, it was a great goal and a, a vital three, a, a vital away three points for Belconi United uh, as they continue in well to stay in the top three of the competition. Moving on to our last game, Matt, uh, of the MPLW round, it was Canberra United Academy against West Canberra Wanderers. It was one all in this match. And from what I saw uh, watching it online, you know, the lighting was really sort of dim at Hawker synthetic there. I'm just not sure if that was the the camera that, that, that was film, filming the game or what the lighting was actually like playing in that match, but it, it, it seemed very dim. I mean, for me, commentating there a couple of weeks back, I feel like it's pretty dim, but that's probably just from yeah. afar. I would assume when you're actually yeah. on the pitch, it's, it's not that clearer. bad. Um, but for me, commentating, maybe it's just, you know, my eyesight, but I, I, I agree. I thought it was pretty dim as well, but I'm assuming since we haven't too, heard too much out of it, I'm assuming it, it's that fine when you're actually on the pitch. It's probably just a dece- yeah. deception thing when you're from afar. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So, you know, it, it may it may or may not be a contributing factor. Like like we said, it could just be more or less, you know, from the outside looking in. But, uh, I mean, the players don't seem to have too many complaints when it comes to that anyway at Hawker Synthetics. So they would have been more than fine to sort of obviously carry on and, and play the match. And, you know, it was a great goal from CUA to open the scoring you know, uh, against a very game West Canberra side. You know, one of the goals was, you know, it was definitely one of the goals of the weekend, I think, as well, when we talk about the strikes that we saw in MPL. You know, they, they managed to get the ball in the top of the area there um, in this game, CUA, and, you know, found the found the top corner. I think the keeper got a bit of a touch to it, but it just managed to find its way into the back of the net uh, despite that effort. And, you know, West Canberra hit back 15 minutes uh, left in the match, you know, to come away with a point, which I think is vital for them considering how they've been able to have a very positive start to the season under coach Ray Castro uh, that, that we've mentioned a few times, how he's doing great things with West Canberra, uh, not even just the women's team, but just with the football club in general as they continue to strive and move forward uh, with all their grades of football from the first grade side right through to their youth ranks as well. No, it's a look, it's an important um, result for CUA. Like mm. uh, two weeks ago against uh, Croatia, they did lose 7 2, but we saw a very different second half performance. We saw an improvement in that second half, and that sort of showed what they can bring. Um, even if they were sort of, you know, down 5 0 already um, against Canberra, Croatia, they still, you know, brought it to them and they brought it to this match as well. This is a match that they didn't win in the first rounds of the season. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time West Canberra have dropped points to people who aren't Belco, um, even though they did beat Belco. But this is the first time they haven't dropped points to anyone that isn't uh, Croatia or Olympics. So um, 
And even then, it wasn't a loss either. So they're still undefeated against sides that aren't the top two. So, um, you know, it's not doom and gloom for either side. Um, I'm sure uh, both sides would have preferred to win in that regard, but it sort of shows how their gradual improvement for both sides is sort of um, going this game. And I'm sure both sides will be putting in uh, more great performances as we go ahead because these are two are pretty informed uh, sides despite the result for West Canberra a couple of weeks ago. Um, let's get straight into these fixtures, shall we? Belconi United against Canberra Olympic. Already a rematch, Michael, not yep. too far after the final. Saturday, June 18th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. This is going to be a very close one. But like I keep saying, with Olympic still chasing Croatia, it's hard to look past Olympic, but expect a very close match here. I'm sure Conlon will have a game plan off that final and off that second half, and he'll you know try to... Um, you know, get some points here or maybe even get a win. It wouldn't surprise me if Belko can get the win. They've got the quality. Um, but I just think that the desire from Olympic will be too much uh, considering the position um, that they're in. I feel like I'm going to repeat myself with this one, but it's just, you know, in this position, it's hard to see Olympic drop points, um, any more points anyway at the moment um, before the Croatia match. Yeah, I agree, man. I'm going to go for Canberra Olympic in this one. It's going to be a very close match, though, and I think Belconnen United will be determined to overwrite that loss that they suffered to Canberra Olympic in the Federation Cup only very recently. So it's going to be a great game with a lot on the line. Obviously, Canberra Olympic don't want to lose ground on top spot against Canberra Croatia, so I think they'll come away with the three points. And next up, West Canberra Wanderers against Wagga City Wanderers, the Battle of the Wanderers, Sunday, June 19th, 12.45 p.m. at Melrose Synthetic. I'm going to go with West Canberra here after dropping points um, for the first time, uh, not against the top two side. I think they're going to be raring to go and uh, Ray Kassara have his team ready to bounce back there. Um, yeah, but in terms of Wagga City Wanderers, like we said, gradual um, improvement and uh, the goal they scored on the weekend was good. I'm sure they'll be trying to get um, a goal or two and uh, focusing on their own play. How about you, Michael? Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go for West Canberra Wanderers in this one. I think they'll bounce back following that draw against CUA. I think they'll be motivated to come back, especially at home uh, as well on Melrose Synthetic against a Wagga team that, like we say week after week, is continuing to develop under you know a new coach and a new way of playing uh, as they look to you know get themselves back playing great football over in Wagga, but I'm going to go for West Canberra to get the three points. And next up uh, should be another close one. Ngarli United against CUA Sunday, June 19th, 3 p.m. at Ngarli in close. I'm going to go down the middle here. Um, CUA have been in good form. They've gotten some good, uh, you know, they've got a good result on the weekend. Um, and we mentioned their performance against Croatia despite the result. Uh, Gungalan, like we keep mentioning, haven't been able to find their form, but let's not forget they were able to get uh, take some points off Olympic, uh, the only team to you know do so this season besides Croatia, Canberra Croatia themselves, uh, and they've had their moments. They've still got the good, they've still got the players. Um, if I'm not mistaken, from what Russ said last week, Diego Iglesias back at the helm as well. He'll be trying to uh, on an interim basis, um, from what he said last week. So he'll be trying to find what clicks with his team with some obviously newer players than uh, last year as well. So it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to go right down the middle. I think both teams will have a really good showing and I think there'll be goals in this one also. Yeah, I'm going to go for Gungahlin United 
in this one, Matt. I think it's going to be a very close game. Obviously, CUA coming off the back of that draw with West Canberra. Gungahlin having that narrow loss to Belcon and United, but I think it's good for them to have a coach come back in that knows a lot of those players very well. And I think that it will give them a whole load of confidence in trying to turn their season around. Obviously, like we've said, it hasn't been an ideal season for them so far, but hopefully with Iglesias back at the helm, they'll be able to sort of turn it around a little bit, especially when it comes to trying to get back in and around that top four conversation. Obviously, some, some great teams in and around those spots at the moment, but if there's anyone that can do it, it's going to go on United, and they have the quality there with some of the players that they have. They've just got to put it together on a consistent uh, basis. And next up, Canberra Croatia versus Tugger and United Sunday, June 19th, 2.30 p.m. at Deakin Stadium. Uh, once again, it's going to be tough to go past Canberra Croatia, uh, but expect... You know, another good showing um, from Tagranong. Uh, I remember the last game. I, I actually, I did that one with Russ actually yeah. at yep. Greenway on a Friday night. And it took a while for Canberra Croatia to, I think it was only 1-0 in the first half or something like that. Or yeah. it, it was it was either that or it took a long time for Croatia to get more than one goal and ease themselves into the matchup. Uh, so I'm sure Paolo Romero will be looking at that match and seeing what they can do and try and prolong it. Um, but it's going to be hard to go past Croatia, so I'll say them. How about you, Michael? Yeah, it's hard to look past uh, Croatia in this one, Matt. So I'm going to go for them to get the victory against Tuggeron. And, you know, it's always hard as well when you consider how good Canberra Croatia are at Deakin Stadium, which is their fortress. So I'm going to go for Canberra Croatia in this one against Tuggers. And now it's time for our CPL segment of the show. Let's start, Michael, with Wagga City Wanderers against Western Malongolo. 3-0 to the Wanderers. Big win for them as they bounce back from some uh, heavy defeats um, over the last few rounds. So the week um, the week off and the week rest um, has done them well in that regard, preparing um, for what was a big matchup for them. Uh, more importantly, um, you know, just uh, forget about trying to turn away those um, heavy defeats. This result jumps them to six, Michael above yep. Ugali and are now only four points off that top four as they head into that massive clash with Ugali in the Riverina Derby this weekend. And also keeping a clean sheet, I think, as well after the last few results um, will also be a good boost um, in terms of um, uh, solidity heading into that big clash this weekend. Western, though, still eluding their first points of the season. However... Um, they made they made Wagga work for it though because uh, Wagga didn't score until the 70th minute, and then um, in terms of Wagga burying the game, it didn't happen until the 88th minute. Um, Jake Plongis, Mitchell, and Kalichi Alvaro scoring the goals there for um, Wagga City Wanderers, and once again Jake, Jake Plongis scoring again. He's becoming a pivotal attacking um, cog of David Leonard's side. Who do we have next up, Michael? Yeah, next up we have Brindabella Blues, uh, who managed to get a 1-1 draw against Canberra White Eagles. So a goal from Ward for the hosts in the 68th minute, and Kagler got on the score sheet for White Eagles just before halftime in that one. So all things even and square at Ipen Park in Corwell. Another draw between these two sides, you know, who've shared the spoils recently, Matt. Uh, the draws mean both sides remain on the same... Uh, amount of points uh, from each other in terms of the difference between the two teams, obviously with the draw. However, you know, a, a news victory, which we'll get into shortly, 
you know, means White Eagles drop to fourth, one point uh, behind the former. So obviously a lot going on in and around those table positions there with this draw between Brindabella and White Eagles. Despite some good performances from White Eagles, they don't really have the results to really show for for that. You know, they're, they're coming off a defeat to Tuggies, which they felt maybe a little hard done by with with the penalty that, that occurred in that game. And now they suffer a draw and uh, drop to just behind ANU. You know, in saying that, though, that they've shown that they have the quality in their performances to show that they can push further when they get the opportunities and the chances. Brindy's, you know, once again, they sort of cap off, you know, that they're improving week after week. You know, that their form is going up. You know, they're gaining big results with the top four sides this season. And, you know, they're only two points off that top four now. You know, and Jamie Ward, you know, popped up with, a, with his sixth goal of the season. So they're getting a bit of consistency. Uh, in the goal scoring charts from a from a individual, you know, it's capping off some terrific form from himself to obviously find the equaliser in that game. And, you know, Brindy's continue to compete in these games and gain results against uh, the, the big boys of CPL, as we call them. So even with a few absences, you know, they're, they're still able to show a lot of heart and determination under Ray Junior. So, you know, very positive signs for the, Brindabella Blues, they keep getting better and better every week. And I think that's what showed in this match against a quality side in White Eagles. Next up, in terms of every match counting, this match has a huge impact on the league standings. ANU 2-1 victors over Queanbeyan City. Uh, Max Model and Hope with the goals for ANU. And then Abdullahi scoring the goal for Queanbeyan City. Uh Queenbean opened the scoring through Abdullahi, who finished off a neat piece of uh, team play, which uh, cut right down the heart of the ANU defence. ANU struck back not long after, though, successfully pulling off a quick free kick. I can't remember the last goal I saw from a quick free kick, Michael. So they mm. quickly took the free kick, passed it between the defenders. It looked like some of the ANU defenders wasn't weren't expecting that kick free kick to be a quick one, and their model goes through and scores the goal uh, there. Uh, both sides had their chances uh, throughout the game. But what really encapsulated this victory was ANU scoring right at the depth. Uh, they went for a shot, uh, defender cleared it, and the ricochet came off to Hope, who had it on the corner and was able to put it on the other side of the goal. And you could see their celebration and also a... If you follow ANU on Insta, it would probably be on their Facebook as well, but they recorded their reaction uh, of the bench uh, yep. to the goal and you could see how much it meant to them. Uh, obviously, ANU have had a, you know, topsy-turvy start to the season. They've had some good results recently, but they didn't start um, too well, at least to the liking that uh, ANU uh, expect and what we've seen from ANU recently. So you can see how much it meant to them. Uh, this puts them in third place. You know, it puts them only you know five points off it puts them only you know five points off Queenbian, uh nine points off tuggies and it sort of solidifies them in the top half there three points behind fifth place uh but like we said every match matters but it does put a little bit of a gap there for them so these are the sort of results eh, and you would be expecting let's not forget their most recent match was four nil uh loss against Queenbian uh, in that regard so they're able to get their revenge there in terms of Queenbian though First defeat of the season. So, you know, that as we know, they've done very well this season. But this is a string of results where they haven't gotten full points. 
Got the draw against Ugali, draw against Brindabella. Uh, obviously, then there was a week off. Now, their first defeat of the season to ANU. All in all, this means they are now four points behind Tuggies after Tuggies got that after Tuggies got that victory over Ugali. So, Michael, that matchup on Sunday, like we're about to match against Tuggies, probably makes it even more important now. Probably, obviously, from a Queenbian point of view. If Queenbian win, they're only one point behind Tuggies. If Tuggies win, they're seven points ahead of Queenbian. If that happens, you don't want to ride out right off Queenbian since it's such a you know long season to go, but it does sort of put them in a position where it puts you know even more pressure on them. So that makes this match even more important. So that is going to be an absolutely cracking match. Uh, biggest match of the season, I would say, by far. Uh, or so far, anyway, for the CPL. So get out to that one if uh, you don't have anything to do on Sunday. It should be an absolute cracker. So, yeah, not all doom and gloom for Queanbeyan, but it does put a little more pressure on them in terms of the match this weekend against Tuggerong United. But credit to them for staying undefeated until this point. They were the only undefeated side in CPL up until this weekend. Yeah, next up, we have our last game uh, of this current round for CPL. It was Ugali, the home team up against Tuggeranong United. A 2-0 win for Tuggeranong United in this one as they maintain their spot at the top of the CPL ladder. Goals from Stevens and a Walker penalty in the second half. Got them the win. You know, it's a good win for Tuggies as they travel to Griffith. You know, Yulgali are always a tough nut to crack, Matt, when it comes to home games. And, you know, have put on some really good performances and results against the top four sides recently. You know, Tuggers were able to score one in each half, you know, through Stevens and Walker, respectively, as I mentioned at the top. You know, they also hit the post a couple of times, um, you know, each side of half time. You know, and this win... Puts them four points clear of Queanbeyan, like you mentioned earlier, Matt. You know, as they host them next week in what's going to be the biggest game of the CPL so far this season. You know, if, if they're able to get the win, like you said, they'll go seven points ahead. But, you know, if Queanbeyan are able to get a victory, then they obviously cut the deficit to one. So there's obviously a lot on the line for CPL in, in this upcoming weekend. Ugali, you know, they weren't able to get the result at home like they've been able to recently, you know, Unfortunately for, for them, they, they slipped to seventh, um, only two points behind Wagga. Uh, and it means they are six points off the top four. So not they're, they're only a couple of games away, Matt, a couple of victories away before in the, they're in that conversation again to get in the top four. You know, they have the chance to overtake Riverine, their Riverina rivals, obviously, this weekend, which we'll delve into shortly in what's dubbed the Riverina derby. So another derby on display for this weekend being on to the fixtures this week. And we start with Wagga city wanderers against Ugali, the Riverina Derby Saturday, June 18th, 2 15 PM at Gissing oval. I'm going to go for a draw in this one. It was a draw last time out two two uh, between these two sides. Obviously Wagga coming off a good win. Uh, Ugali didn't get the win, but they've been coming off some really good results and some really good performances. Um, yeah, I'm going to go for a draw here. I, I, I can't see too much separating these sides. I think both sides are going to be raring to go. We might see a lot of goals in this one as well. This should be an entertaining uh, matchup. So if, if you're out in the Wagga region or the Riverina region, uh, go check this one out. Should be uh, should be a cracker. Absolutely. I'm going to go for Wagga City actually in this one, Matt. I think they're going to get the three points in the Riverina derby. It should be an absolute cracking game. We know sort of the bragging rights that are on that are on uh, display 
for, for either team, you know, uh, wanting to sort of have that over the other side uh, when it comes to this fixture. So a lot on the line in terms of, you know, top four aspirations as well for both teams. Uh, whoever wins this, you know, gets themselves right back in that conversation. But for the other, it might, you know, it sets them a little bit further back. So I'm going to go for Wagga City in this encounter. And next up, Brindabella Blues against ANU, Saturday, June 18th, 3 p.m. at Ipen Park in Corwell. This is a tough one as well. I'm going to go ANU. I think, even though I do think the Brindies can get something out of this matchup, they, they can even win this. They've just been in such great form and they've done so well against uh, the top sides this season. I think that win against Queenvin especially is huge for ANU. And it'll do, you know, boatloads for their confidence. We talked about the defending in that match as well. The goals, you could see the camaraderie between them uh, yeah. in their celebrations on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. I think they'll just take this one, but it's going to be such a close matchup and I wouldn't be surprised at any, any of uh, the outcomes of this matchup. How about you? I'm going to go for an ANU win in this one as well, Matt. I think it'd be very close though. Like we said, Brindies have performed really well when they've come up against the top four teams so far this season. And I expect that to continue. I expect them to make it very difficult for ANU being the visiting team. But like you said, I think that win against Queenbian sort of will put a change, you know, a catalyst uh, for change in terms of their season. They've had to endure some difficulties to start this season, but getting a big win like they did against Queenbian will do them the world of confidence. And you saw how much it meant to the, team getting that win as well and I think they'll just sort of use that as fuel to the fire to continue for the rest of the season so I'm going to go for ANU Next up Western Malonglo Canberra White Eagles Saturday June 18th 3pm at Woden Park in close or at least we think Woden Park in close yep. hasn't gotten too much action this year No, um, everyone, <laughs> everyone I'm sure will get a, either a laugh out of that or a rolling eyes uh, re- reaction from that one Um I'm going to go White Eagles with this one. We've mentioned how their performances have been really good, but the last couple of matches, I haven't had the results uh, that sort of been indicative of those performances. I, I think they'll try and make up for it in this one here. And uh, they'll look to set, they'll look to go try and go on a roll um, of matches in this one. In terms of Western, we mentioned it's going to be, um, you know, tough for them in terms of this season, player numbers and whatnot. Uh, but at home, they haven't, Western also haven't played at home too much this season either. Yeah. Uh, maybe at home, you know, against their, you know, the battle for Woden Park, maybe, uh, you know, with their backs against the wall, you, you might be able to see something here. But uh, I, I think White Eagles are just in really good form at the moment. How about you, Michael? I agree, Matt. I'm going to go for White Eagles in this one. And we know the struggles that Western Malongolo have endured so far this season. And it just becomes a case of if they're ever going to be able to sort of turn their fortunes around. But when we look at White Eagles, yes, they've had a couple of setbacks, but like we mentioned all the time, they do have quality in their team. And I think that's going to be on display in, you know, this is a must-win sort of game for Canberra White Eagles when you look at it, Matt, uh, in terms of staying in that conversation for finals, sort of, you know, top four football. So I expect them to get the job done this weekend. Next up, the... Yeah, I'm sure it's not. There's no one can really argue that it's the biggest match so far of the CPL season. Tuggeron United against Queenian City, Sunday, June 19th, 3 p.m. Oh, this is so tough. Uh, I was actually going to do a U and 
throw it to you first like you did to me three three or four times last week but <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> i'll go with tuggers on this one i think their form coming into this will be important it's going to be very close but i just yeah i just think their form heading into this will be um sort of the tipping point of the match but maybe queenbian maybe you'll see queenbian thrive with their backs against the wall um you know after the lead for tuggies being extended over them and we'll see that. But regardless, I think we're going to see an absolutely cracking match at Canberra. Uh, absolutely, Matt. I agree. I I was leaning towards Tuggernong United in this one as well. I know that there is so much riding on this game, Matt, and we've already mentioned that it's going to be probably the CPL game of the season thus far. And you can expect absolute fireworks in this match. You know, the quality that both of these teams possess, the form that Tuggernong United have been in since being relegated from MPL to play in, MP- in CPL football, they- they've been exceptional and dealt with it, you know, the best way that any team and club can. So I expect them to continue that. It'll be a tough game. I certainly wouldn't be surprised to- surprised if Queenie were able to come away with a win for themselves in-, in this one, when you especially consider the circumstances that they're already four points off. So there'll be a lot of motivation behind those players for Queenie to try and cut that gap back. But, I think given the form of Tuggeranong United and how consistent they've been and how great they've looked, I'm going to go with them in this one. All right. That is us for the week. Uh, any last thoughts? Obviously, there's we've hyped quite a few games uh, for the weekend there. We've seen, some, we've seen some goal of the year contenders and maybe for some flat-out goal of the year uh, already, even though we're not even... Like, we're approaching at around 10 now. Uh, any last thoughts or anything you're looking forward to this weekend? Well, obviously there's a yeah. list of games across the three competitions that you've got to keep an eye out for. So hopefully, you know, people will be able to get out to various games and see some quality football on display. And, you know, I know that I'll certainly be keeping an eye on things. And, yeah, it's going to be another great action-packed weekend. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot to sort of talk about next time out. Everybody, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the football, and we hope you enjoyed your long weekend this uh, this weekend and enjoy your first day back at work for those who return to work.